0: hello everyone welcome to inspiring chaos and welcome to a bonus episode for this week um if you guys don't know who i am hi my name is Eunice i'm the host and founder of this amazing and extraordinary community i am very very excited to have as today's guest Aide. Aide is a Latina who is breaking barriers, who is thriving in higher education. And when I bumped into your page, I absolutely wanted her to form part of the new season and for her to talk about her story because it's absolutely inspiring. Um, seeing someone who look like me, someone who sounds like me, someone who knows what it is to be a first gen in, in education, in higher education. Um, I really wanted her to talk about her story because I would have loved to have seen someone that looked at me, you know, in higher education um and when she said yes i got very excited um she does give her social media at the end so stay tuned for the whole thing and follow her um and also if you'd like to follow our social media you should totally do so at inspiring chaos underscore podcast um and yeah that is all for the intro i really want you guys to hear her story so let's go on hearing this inspiring story of success For today's guest, we have Aide. She is currently going to school in Chicago during her PhD in sociology with an emphasis in Latino students. Her dream job is to become a professor. Hi, welcome. Hi, thank you for having me. Thank you so much for being here. So I want to start off by asking you, you're currently working as a research assistant. How has that been so far for you?
1: Yes. So this last year has been my first time working as a research assistant. My projects have changed each semester. So for the summer I was interviewing Latino families and their experiences filing for taxes and getting child benefits. You know, sometimes it could be a little complicated when your parents are undocumented and you hold citizenship status. And so taxes can be very scary and you might not know a lot of information. Even considering myself, I still don't know a lot about taxes. So I was interviewing families on their experiences filing for taxes. And then this semester, I started off a project on medical abuse and detention centers. And now I am transitioning into the identities of folks and their political engagement or their political beliefs in the government. So a lot of different projects, but nonetheless, I feel like they're all interconnected in one way or another.
0: Yeah, um, doing a PhD is very challenging. Um, Who inspires you to continue working towards your dream of becoming a professor?
1: Oh, that's a really good question. I don't think I have one person. I don't think, like, I, unfortunately, I haven't had a lot of Latino, Latina professors. I've had a few, but none who I have really had a really strong connection with, that were faculty. I've sort of had to find my network of support outside of the classrooms and in in informal spaces that are pretty much considered counter spaces. So like spaces that we consciously and intentionally create to support. And so I think during my master's program, I really got the chance to meet a lot of folks on campus. I attended a PWI. And so it was difficult, but easy to spot people of color. And so, you know, when you spot somebody, you're like, hey, can we be friends? And so through the creation of this non-traditional organization, I got the chance to build a lot of strong relationships with Latino and Latina faculty on campus. So I didn't have them in the classroom, but I found them outside and I was really able to cultivate strong relationships with them. And they've mentored me this far. And I think I knew that I wanted to teach in one, one capacity or another, I intentionally or i before wanted to become a education teacher in elementary mm-hmm um but i found that that was probably not my path at the moment and so i think going through my master's program sort of reassured the fact that i wanted to stay in academia and i had a passion to teach and so i think in my master's program prior to applying to my phd i had those mentors who told me and showed me that it was possible to become faculty and We are underrepresented as Latinos and especially as Latina professors. And so I think all of the support and love and I think just having people believe in you is what really inspired me to actually apply and go through with it. And so now I'm in year four and so I'm well established. (laughs)
0: Um, What inspired you to get a Ph.D.?
1: I think going back to wanting to be a teacher. And so I think in undergrad, I really enjoyed the conversations that I was having in the classroom. And I didn't think that I was able to engage in those conversations at the elementary level. High school seemed like, you know, a pretty wild thing (laughs) for me to tackle on. I was like, I don't know if I could be a high school teacher. And so the the intensity or just like the types of conversations that you have in undergrad and and in the college classroom, Mm -hmm. I felt like that was something that I wanted to, to engage in. And so before declaring my major in undergrad, I just took a lot of different classes and I really liked the abundance of material that I was learning, the spark in critical thinking. And so I think that's what made me want to be a professor is because I wanted to have a well-established profession in academia. And you can do that at the master's level, but with a little bit more of security and support, you need to go through the PhD. And so, I think that And then also my passion for just doing research that I think is really important and there's not enough of, I think those, those two things are what pushed me to do the PhD.
0: Yeah. I mean, your social media basically is inspiring other Latinas to, you know, go into a higher education. Mm -hmm. What inspires you to like everyday posts and interact with people?
1: Oh, yes. Everyday posts. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think what really inspires me is just Knowing that what I'm sharing is what consists of my everyday. And so sometimes I like to share just the things that I'm doing right. And I really try my best to show the good and the bad and just like the boring stuff of like <laughs> my everyday or of academia. It's not always just like, you know, um getting good grades or winning stuff in like Funding and stuff like that, like all of those are really great accomplishments, but I think like there are some days where like I don't work or I take the day off and some days are slow and I don't really have motivation. And so I think like I find motivation in sharing my experiences, but I'm also part of the community in academia where I'm able to see other Latinas and other scholars of color who are sharing their everyday and so I think it feels like a reciprocal relationship. So, like, I share and I'm also getting what folks are sharing. And so, I think that's what's really inspiring and motivating, as well as getting uh, messages of people that are curious about grad school, who have questions, or just who send me messages about something that they like that I posted. And I think that, like, really reassures me that the work that I'm doing is important.
0: And I want to thank you because, honestly, you are very, very inspiring. Um, um Before you decided, I mean, you kind of got into it. Before you decided to become a professor, you wanted to become an elementary school teacher. Um, do you think if getting a PhD wasn't part of plan, you still would have become an elementary school teacher?
1: That's a good question. I feel like, you know, growing up, in my experience, I didn't really have any idea of what you could really make a career of and i think like a lot of us just have like really um limited <laughs> careers <laughs> yeah. like you could be a teacher you could be a firefighter you could be a doctor you know and so i've always really loved being in school right and so i think that in itself was organically the idea of being a teacher but i think like i mentioned when i was doing undergrad and as I was in college more. I really got different ideas of what I could make a career out of. And so I still like had a passion for teaching, but I didn't think I wanted to really commit to teaching in the classroom. What became more of a passion for me was community organizing. When I was an undergrad, I was heavily involved in my community um and i declared a major in social work and so aside from teaching i really thought that i wanted to commit to social work but on a larger scale and not on an individual level but i think from there social work sort of became very limited in my mind as well and i think that really just goes to show how like I had passion for a lot of things. I went through a lot of education and training for specific things, but that at the end of the day, you kind of don't have to stay to one single thing. And so I think after undergrad and during my master's program, I really considered just doing work that was heavily involved in research or anything that was really going to highlight the voices specifically of Latino families, because that's always been the work that I've been doing has revolved around Latino families, immigration and their experiences. And so I didn't really have a clear idea prior to my PhD of what I wanted to do, but I knew I wanted to be something towards benefiting Latino families.
0: Um, I mean, you did undergrad, then a postgrad, and then a PhD right now. Um, yeah. What are some dis- differences you have seen in those three stages?
1: Oh, yes, a lot of differences. I think first, personally, there's just been a lot of personal growth, right? Like, you know, when you go into undergrad, you're really young. And I was just mentioning this to somebody (laughs) a few days ago of, you know, sometimes going into a PhD can be very difficult in terms of committing to the long term of a PhD program and I started my PhD in my early 20s and I am not in my early 20s anymore (laughs) and so I think just like the personal growth of like I've been in school for a really long time but I've also developed as my own person and how I've cultivated my identity and really reassured myself that I can be the person who I am and so like I've been learning to take a lot of pride in being a Latina and what that means and unfortunately being underrepresented but also having the privilege to be some type of representation for Latinos and Latinas Um, and so I think personally there has been a lot of differences in my character and my identity my passions have grown and then professionally as well I've gotten a lot of opportunities from undergrad to now, to network with a lot of people, to be called on to all of these projects like I've shared earlier for the research uh, projects that I've worked on. And so I think professionally, I've gotten also a lot of opportunities to grow and really develop the work that I want to do in academia and outside as well.
0: Um, What advice would you give anyone who's interested in getting a PhD?
1: I would advise you to think about it holistically. So think about the thing that you really wanna do career-wise. So what field do you think is going to nurture and train you to pursue the career that you want. And so maybe you have a passion for something. I think you should really reflect on what that passion is, what drives that passion and how you envision your life in the short-term as well as long-term, right? Like in what capacity do I see myself as a professional? And so then seeing what field can guide you towards that goal. And then also logistically, a lot of things go into that such as committing to applying to the application process, which can be really lengthy and overwhelming. And so to that, I suggest taking some time to really plan out what your goals are for the application process, having a support system and having people help you when you need that help and that extra support. And then also preparing for the program itself and so there's a lot of steps that are required required before you commit so like making sure that you socially mentally and financially can commit to it um because it's not just about going to school it's about committing time to go into the classrooms to study maybe you also have to work a lot of us um work during grad school right and so it's a lot to juggle and so I think approaching it in a holistic way is really important to make sure that this is the right decision for you and that you can not only get into the program, but also complete the program.
0: Um, For the last question, I wanted to ask you, what advice would you give your younger self?
1: Ooh, how young are we talking?
0: (laughs) (laughs) A few years, a few years, maybe. A
1: few years? Yeah. Okay, yeah, I think this is something that I've like continuously thought about, about like how much or how much I've grown and just like how far I've made it. And so I always say I haven't made it by myself. I've always had a lot of support of friends, family and mentors. And so I'd like to think that like they have carried and nurtured me to be where I am right now. And so I think for that is just like really leaning on the support. And saying yes to things that you can say to, but also saying no to things. And so I know that, as like first-gen folks, we have a lot of internalized pressure mm-hmm. to be the best at everything and to be perfect. And, you know, it's, it's unfortunately normal to go through that path. And so, I'm not going to say I regret the things and the experiences that I've done because they've got me this far, right? Like all that hard work has paid off. But I think I would have appreciated also being a little bit more kind to myself and taking time off when I needed it. And so I've gone through schooling from undergrad straight to my PhD back to back. There were times I didn't even have summers off, so it was just like school, summer school, applying to the next program, and so I think I personally, looking back now, would have appreciated maybe even a year off because I feel like I would have been able to really care for myself, to be fully recharged and take on what the next um, chapter of my life included, but. I've managed it hasn't been pretty all of the all of the way but I think like definitely say learning to say no to things and taking time off and not neglecting your mental or your physical health because everything can be overwhelming not just in grad school but also you know when you are in your career and your job things can feel really stressful and so I think taking a step back is really important.
0: Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Would you like to share your social media with all of us?
1: Yeah. So I am on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter at Grad Conmigo. Thank you. Of course.
0: You have reached the end of the episode. Thanks so much for tuning in for the whole thing. Go follow Ida right now and also follow our social media if you would like to. Um, I'm very excited to see how far she goes because I know this is only a beginning in her career. And yeah, I hope you guys have an amazing Wednesday, an amazing rest of your week and talk to you all on Sunday. Bye.